In your nursing career, have you ever fretted about whether it's time to stay or time to go? Let's talk about whether you should stay or go, right here on episode 44 of The Nurse Keith Show. Everybody and welcome back to the Nurse Keith Show. This is episode 44. I am glad you're here. As always, this podcast is about you and your nursing career. And I love to talk about things that'll get your engine moving, that'll get you thinking, get your gears turning, and inspire you to take action in the interest of your career. The Nurse Keith Show is a member of the ProMed Network of healthcare podcasters at promednetwork.com. And I'm a member of the Pulse Media Network of Nurse Podcasters, along with my pals Kevin Ross and Elizabeth Scala of RNFM Radio, The Innovative Nurse Show, and Your Next Shift Podcast. You can find me over on iTunes, search for me on Facebook at Nurse Keith Coaching, follow me on Instagram at Nurse Keith Coaching, and Twitter at Nurse Keith. And again, come find me on Instagram, lots of fun stuff happening there. And if you leave me an iTunes review, I will give you a gold star, my friends, and a shout out here on the show. Help other people find the Nurse Keith Show. Leave a review on iTunes. I would appreciate that so very, very, very much. Anyway, if you'd like to read the show notes and follow along at home, the show notes for this episode will be at nursekeith.com forward slash stay or go. That's nursekeith.com forward slash stay or go. Anyway, this is episode 44, and I'd like to dive in and dig into today's topic. So let's go for it. So lots of clients come to me because they're in periods of transition in their nursing careers, or they're thinking about making a transition, or maybe they know a transition is coming, and they're just not sure what to do or how to go about it. And In speaking to some nurses and other professionals as well, I find that people can feel stuck. They can feel a little stultified because lots of feelings come up when we're going to leave a job or even if we're thinking or have an inkling about leaving a job, that can be really hard for many of us and I can totally relate. So a change in position, a change in facilities, or maybe a bigger change like going back to school or changing specialties within nursing or healthcare, that can be a pretty major thing. That can impact your lifestyle, your work style, your family, your commute. There are so many ways that these sorts of changes can really reverberate, like a big stone thrown into the pond of your career. So taking that metaphor a little further, what are the ripples that are going to be felt? What's on the other shore? You know, What's going to happen to you when you make that change? There can be lots of trepidation, and I want to dive into that here a little bit. Talking to a client recently, my client expressed a lot of concern about leaving his workplace, and one of his concerns was what his colleagues were going to think of him and say about him. And that's pretty natural. We think about 
what people think of us, and we don't want people to talk trash about us, but sometimes we really need to move on no matter what. We don't want our colleagues to feel abandoned. We can also feel like we actually are abandoning them when we take a new position or leave altogether. A workplace can feel like a tightly knit family, but sometimes, even if there isn't that family atmosphere or environment, we can also just feel beholden to the people we're working with. Let's say you're working on a unit or in a facility that's pretty understaffed. Everybody's under stress, everybody's overworked, and when one person leaves and a position is left unfilled, you know it's going to have quite the reverberations throughout the team. And if you're the person who's actually doing the leave-taking and exiting stage left, you can feel pretty guilty. And whether you have a going-away party or not that's thrown by your colleagues, people might make their feelings known, and you might feel pretty bad. I've been in this position many times over the course of my 20-year nursing career. I've left many positions. I've left many cohesive and not-so-cohesive teams. And it can be pretty gut-wrenching and heart-wrenching to say goodbye, especially if you feel attached. It can also be hard to say goodbye when you know that when you walk out that door on your last day, everybody's going to have to work that much harder because you're not there. One thing you need to look at is how valuable and indispensable are you really? I've been in many positions, several in particular I can think of right in this moment, when I felt absolutely indispensable. I thought to myself, how can I abandon my colleagues? How can I abandon all the patients who I care manage and take care of and look after? Are my patients going to just take a dive? Are their lives going to fall apart? Are they going to get sick? Are people not going to know what should be done with them and for them? Are my colleagues going to drop the ball? And then I had thoughts like, I'm abandoning my colleagues. I play an important part in this team. How can I leave them? What are they going to think? What are they going to do? Will they ever talk to me again? And of course, I saw that my patients got the care they needed once I'd left. Some of them maybe didn't get as good a care as I gave, but they got the care they needed. My colleagues were fine. I was eventually replaced in that position, and things have a way of working out. And those of us in healthcare know that it's an itinerant milieu. There's a lot of movement within healthcare. We don't stay at our jobs for years and years and decades and decades. Well, maybe some of us do, but very few of us do. I like to stay at a job for a while, but oftentimes I like a change and I'll make a move when it feels like it's the right time. Michelle Schacht once said in a song, the secret to a long life is knowing when it's time to go. And sometimes you know it's time to go. You know, if you're really stressed at a particular job, if you're experiencing burnout like I was back in the day when I had to leave the job that I felt so wedded to, sometimes you need to go. And like I've said in several blog posts, and like I've said to some of my colleagues and also to my clients, sometimes we can be in a workplace environment where it's like a bunch of crabs in a pot of water, and the water is slowly heating up. And as one crab, slowly makes his or her way up to the top to try to escape, the other crabs will actually pull that crab back down because they don't want that crab to escape. They want to be the one to escape. Or maybe they want everyone to go down with the ship. 
So nurses can be like that too. And if you're the one who's making the change, sometimes people will try to drag you down in the process, make you feel really bad, or somehow sabotage the process along the way. This client that I was talking to recently, he felt like people will really judge him for leaving, that they'll talk trash about him, say terrible things about him, cause his reputation to be stained at that facility because he left them. And what I told him is this, he's actually in a fairly unhealthy environment. It's a toxic workplace. And even for the nurses who've been in that toxic workplace in particular for a number of years, some of them have been there for over a decade, people accommodate, people adjust to toxicity, and they can become toxic themselves. So if they become toxic themselves, deep down somewhere in their subconscious, they don't want to see anyone else grow, get healthy, and get the heck out of there. So they might feel jealous, they might feel envious, and they might just want to drag that person down, not let that crab escape, because if they can't get out, no one else is going to get out either. No one gets out of here alive, as they say. So you have to work around that kind of environment. You have to work around that kind of energy. And if you need to extricate yourself, you extricate yourself and not worry about anyone else in the process. Other questions that come up in times of change and transition are, how do I know this change is going to be good for me in my career? And my friends, I can't tell you. You know, you can interview at a place and it can seem amazing. It can seem wonderful. It can seem like just like what you need, but you're really not going to know till you're there. So there's an aspect of calculated risk that you have to take in your career in order to move forward. You can examine all of the potential things that could happen. You can look at all the variables, but there's a level at which you just have to jump and hope the parachute opens and hope that it's a soft landing. And if you go to a job, if you make a change and it doesn't work, you know what? You leave that job and move on. So yes, calculated risks are part of it. It's part of your career. Healthcare is a volatile landscape and you just give it a shot. So one thing to ask yourself is, what constitutes a positive career change for me right now in this moment or in the six months hence when I want to make the change? What is it I am looking for? Am I looking for a healthier environment? Am I looking for more challenge? Am I looking for less challenge? Do I want a less physically demanding job? Do I want a more physically demanding job? Do I want to be part of a large team? Do I want to work in a really small milieu where I'm just working with a couple colleagues? Do I want to work in a hospital? Do I want to move to the outpatient milieu? Where do I want to be? What kind of environment do I want? These are some of the questions you need to ask yourself, and this helps you determine what change, if any, should be in the offing. So if you know change is coming, if you know you need to make a change, here's some inspired actions you can take. Here are some things I talk about with some of my clients. I've talked about networking here on the show. I've written about it extensively, and I will talk about it more on this show later, of course. Activate your deep networking skills. If you need help with that, I can help you. Plenty of people can help you. There's lots of information out there. You need to dive deep into your network and the networks of your networks 
and meet the people who can help you in your decision-making process. Let's say there's a facility across town where you've always wanted to work. This is a place you just, it's just in your gut. It's in your heart. You know that's one of the places where you think you could really make a difference and that could really move your career in a positive direction. So sure, you can go to their website, you can read their value statement, their mission statement, you can pay some visits to some of their facilities, but one of the best ways to learn about that institution is to talk to people who work there or who have worked there in the past. Like I've talked about on this show and on my blog, LinkedIn is a great place to look because using the advanced search on LinkedIn, using that function, you can look up the people on LinkedIn who've listed that institution or facility as an employer of theirs, whether in the past or presently, not in the future, just in the present or past. And you can get in touch with those people and maybe actually have a conversation with some of them and get their opinion about that particular facility. Now, there are ratings of employers in institutions on Indeed and on Glassdoor and some of those other websites. So you can find some reviews. So yes, that's a place you can also go to find information. But getting it straight from the horse's mouth in a conversation is really like gold. So if you really want to research a facility, reach out to people who've worked there and find out what they think. Informational interviews is one way to go about this. Say you connect on LinkedIn with a chief nursing officer or a nurse manager at a particular institution. Try to get an informational interview with that person, whether face-to-face, on Skype, over the phone. Pick their brain, find out what they think about the facility where they work. Now, if there's someone who might be your potential employer someday, then you want to be a little careful how you approach this particular conversation because they may eventually be the ones vetting you, reviewing your resume, and deciding if you would be a good fit for the institution. So be cautious, be careful, measure who you're talking to and how you want to approach that conversation. Now, when change is coming down the pike, when you know that you might be applying to new positions or looking around One thing to do is start putting together your list of references. Now, that list of references does not go on your resume, folks. You don't put your references on your resume anymore in 2016. You also don't write references available on request. But you want to have those references ready to roll if you decide to apply for a position somewhere. So reach out to the people in your connections, in your network, who are the ones who can really give you positive, wonderful, glowing, supportive references. Reach out to them in advance. Let them know you're looking for a job. Let them know they might be contacted and tell them as soon as you give their name to any particular facility, you'll give them a shout just to let them know to expect the call soon. But give them a heads up now anyway that you're engaged in the process. If you're feeling a little guilty for asking them to go to bat for you, Find out their favorite restaurant and send them a gift card. Send them a nice note in the mail. Tell them you'd like to take them out to breakfast or whatever, or just tell them you'd love to do them a favor in return sometime. So you might get a call to babysit their kids someday, just saying, but you can let them know that you really appreciate them going to bat and you'd love to return the favor somehow. 
Now, if things feel a little more topsy-turvy for you and you're really not sure how to move forward, call an emergency meeting, a mastermind meeting of your most trusted peers, family members, or colleagues. Get some people together, kind of like a self-imposed intervention. If you need to make a change and you're not sure quite how to go about it, pull some people together to help you think about it people who will ask you intelligent, salient, thoughtful questions. Now, a career coach like me can help you in this kind of process, but you might have people in your life who can also help you. So recruit family, friends, colleagues, peers, anyone who you think might be helpful. You can buy five friends, maybe five nurses you work with or people you've worked with in the past, buy them dinner or breakfast, take them out, have them to your house and say, I really need your help brainstorming this. Help me figure this out. So that's an idea too for you. Just gather your forces, bring your colleagues together, bring your little army together and see what problem solving can happen. Meanwhile, when change is coming up, there's lots of other little things you can do. You can brush up your resume. You can go over your old cover letters and thank you letters and see if they might be useful in the future for when you're applying to positions. You can Dig into your LinkedIn profile, update it, make sure it's looking really sharp, make sure it's up to date. You can contact people on LinkedIn, like I mentioned, and make some connections and start talking with people. There's lots of proactive steps you can take when change is coming. You know, I mentioned that song by Michelle Schacht earlier, and there's also, of course, the classic Clash song from the early 80s, Should I Stay or Should I Go? And I'll probably try to embed the video for that from YouTube in the show notes. But should I stay or should I go is an excellent question to ask yourself. We can get in a rut. We can feel professionally stuck. We can feel like, ah, there's nowhere for me to go. There's nothing new for me to do. Or I don't want to abandon my colleagues and my friends. I don't want to abandon my patients and clients. I'm just going to stick it out. But you know what? If you're in a toxic environment, if you're in an environment where you're not growing as a professional, if you feel like things aren't really moving, if you're feeling stale, if things are just feeling kind of like blah in your career, it might be time for a change. So I recommend you consider change and consider the small incremental steps you can take if you're not sure what it is you want to do, but you know there's something coming or you know there's something You just have to make it happen. You have to make something happen, but you don't know what it is quite yet. So folks, I hope this has given you some food for thought. There's lots of things to say about career change. There's so many ways to approach it. But what I want you to consider, your homework is, are you happy? Think about it. Are you happy where you are? Are you learning? Are you growing? Are there positive people around you at your workplace? If you're an entrepreneur and working by yourself, are you happy doing that? Do you need a business partner? Do you need some new breath of fresh air in your nursing career? Whatever it is you're doing. Do you want to go back to school? Do you want to leave nursing and open a bowling alley? I don't know. What is it that you want? Because in the end, we need to be happy. And in order to be happy, we have to feel fulfilled. We need to feel purposeful. We need to feel like we're doing something that we're contributing to society or the world or to other people's lives. 
we need to feel like our lives matter. So I want you to think about, does what you do every day matter? Does it matter to you? Does it matter to other people? Does it fill something for you? Does it give you something? Or when you think about your work or when you come home from work, do you feel dead inside? Is something missing? Think about these things. Let me know what you're thinking. Send me an email at keith at nursekeith.com. I'd love to chat with you because I want to know what you're thinking. I want to know where you are in your career. Well, there you have it, folks. I've talked for another 21 or 22 minutes. So thanks for being here. I hope this feels uplifting and empowering. I hope I gave you even one idea of something to do, some place to put some energy towards change or just thinking about change or deciding that, heck, I'm really happy where I am. I don't need any change at all. And I'd like to hear about that too. So the Nurse Keith Show is edited and produced by the wonderful James Larson. Social media and promotion are handled by the expert and incredible Mark Cappiespeason. Again, find us on iTunes, Twitter, Facebook, Instagram. Email me at keith at nursekeith.com. I'd love to hear from you. Boy, I love to hear from every one of you. So sign up for my newsletter at nursekeith.com. Stay positive. Care for yourself and others. Take inspired action in the interest of your career every day, no matter what it is, even if it's going for a walk. Take some inspired action. And then tune in again to The Nurse Keith Show because I want to help you have the most satisfying and fun and healthy career you can possibly imagine. Be well, dig deep, keep in touch, adios, and I'll be back again with another episode of The Nurse Keith Show. Oh,